Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, you have found us. The podcast about what people would do on their last day on Earth. Will they raid their local Nando's? Steal a Fiat Punto? Tell their boss how they really feel? Or maybe just have a jolly old time with their nan and a shepherd's pie? What would you nutters do with your last day on Earth? Last day on Earth. Last day on Earth. Last day on Earth. Add a little bit of spice. Who's that an impression of, by the way? Add a little bit of spice. Oh. It sounds a bit Zoybergy from Futurama. No, it's um, what's that boxer called? It's not Frank Bruno. Chris Newbank. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> no, it's not me. Add a little bit of spice. No, he's higher. Uh, I'm not a boxer. I'm a pugilist. Uh, no, I I definitely can't do a Chris Eubank impression. But yours is also Zoyberg over Eubank. I think that was really good. I'm a pugilist, not a boxer. I've got a quiz for you. Um, in the chance that in October the world has opened up and you and Hannah can go to a party for the Halloween, maybe we should do a quiz to figure out what you should be for Halloween. Right. And the way we do that, I can babysit, it's not an issue. We're going to build your perfect burger. I'm more interested in the perfect burger in all fairness. It's just that our friends at BuzzFeed, as a result, are going to tell you what little fancy dress situation you should go for. After building your perfect burger? Exactly. Who knew They'll the two were linked? All right. Yeah, that makes, I mean, that makes complete sense. One thing I will perfect say sense. is, uh, as new parents, a party is the one thing I would definitely avoid. I'd rather go to like a restaurant or the cinema or just somewhere quiet. (laughs) I mean, you can go to a restaurant in your fancy dress. No one's judging. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Once the world's open, first thing we're going to start off is the type of bun. Mm -hmm. Do you want, I'm also very aware that Hannah's answers to this would be wildly different to yours. Do Mm -hmm. you want a lettuce bun, a seeded bun, a sesame bun, a brioche bun, or no bun? Let's go brioche. Come on. Brioche. We're going we go. um, redundant. Not redundant. What's the word? What's the word? I mean, For basic. something that's really like something that's like really extravagant and luscious, luxurious, not luscious. <laughs> What's the word? E- extravagant. No, there's a there's a really nice Bougie? word for it. No. Companies use it sometimes to like advertise jobs. This is a so and so fraudulent. No. No. Adequate. <laughs> Acceptable. <laughs> We're just shouting out words now. <laughs> What's the word for something that's like really extravagant and like luxurious and like upmarket and high class? Top tier. This is an extraordinary role. This anyway, is I'll, it'll come a to once me. in a lifetime. It won't. Right. Pick a patty. Beef, lamb, 
turkey, veg. I sound like I'm in Mulan. Uh, beef, beef. chicken, it has to be beef. Pick a veggie topping. Do you want avocado? Decadent, decadent, lettuce. decadent. That's the word. Decadent. I'm sorry. What job has ever been described as decadent? No, I think that's something else. That's another word. But I was thinking of the word decadent. Cute. Okay, love that. I'm going for back a, to the task at a hand. Shoe, shoe bun? No, it's not a shoe. What did I say? <laughs> a brioche bun. A brioche bun because I want to be a, de- a decadent. I get that. All right, so we've got a brioche bun, beef patty. We're going for your veggie topping. Yeah. So is it avocado, lettuce, the tomato? The other option looks like ratatouille, like a mix of grilled veg. I mean, I'd, I'd probably go for lettuce, but you want lettuce to be like a little bit higher up in the bun, no? I don't think it's touching. These are just things that are in the burger. Okay. I also would not put the lettuce or an avocado or a tomato straight on hot meat. No, you put cheese on the hot meat. Well, guess what we're discussing? Not right now. Choose another topping. We'll go lettuce then. I did tip lettuce. Right. Oh, yeah, cool. Your next topping. Yeah. Bacon, onion, mushrooms, or a pickle. Oh, bacon. I want pickles, but it has to be bacon, doesn't it? Mm, no. Um, Pick some cheese. American cheese, which is not cheese, cheddar cheese, Swiss cheese, or no cheese for me. Um, so your options really go, are cheddar or Swiss. I guess I'm going to go Swiss, really, for a burger. Melts I'm more, I'm a it? fan of cheddar. Cheddar melts very well. Not as good as Swiss, though, surely. Yeah, it's true. Right, pick a premium topping. Are you ready? Premium? A decadent topping? Your options are a fried egg, Chips, which are actually fries. Um, black truffle or mac and cheese. Is this like as a side? Nope, this is on your burger. Because three of those definitely are sides. Fried eggs is definitely a topping for a burger. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the other three are definitely sides. Black, black truffle as okay, a side, just wedges black of truffle. just, yeah, <laughs> straight. Yeah, I'm going for an, for an egg, Decadent. obviously. Obviously a fried egg. Stick an egg on it. Yeah. And then pick a condiment. Mayo, mustard, ketchup, or hot sauce. It's got to be mayo. But I'd, I'd probably have like a mixture of like mayo, mustard and ketchup. You would have fry sauce. Um, so you and Hannah, Yeah. when the world opens up, yeah. are going dressed as salt and pepper. Like the 80s... R&B band? <laughs> salt, salt, salt and pepper's here. No, you're going dressed as condiments, but playing salt and pepper right. as you walk into the room. Yeah. Okay, I'm fine with that. It's not very decadent. I but... mean, it's an... No, it's not, but it's an easy outfit. You know, it's busy parents. Okay. All yeah, black, sure. all white. Little letter on the front. S&P. Makes it look like you're putting a bit of effort in. Exactly. Or it could be like, P.S. I love you. That's cute. Okay, I want our listeners to get in touch because I have a theory Then salt... I mean, I know it's it's completely wrong, but I want to be proven wrong. <laughs> um, that salt and pepper is S&P in every single language. Sal et po- Ooh, fair. In French, correct, right? Yeah. German, yeah. Espanol? Espanol too, yeah. 
Interesting. I want to be proven wrong. So if you speak a language where salt and pepper is not S&P, please get in touch and we will send you a prize. Um, In all fairness, I can already say that there will be places where it's not because Russian, Cyrillic alphabet. Yeah, of course. Most of Asia. That's just getting silly in it. And that's why I said I know it's wrong, but I want to be proven wrong. But I'm talking about the... um, What's the non-Cyrillic alphabet? Thank you. I think is it Roman? I said Roman as if it was a thing, and I'm like, mm, I don't that think could, it's the could Roman be alphabet. incorrect. Let's just say that we sound so dumb. I've got a diary entry for you. Hello. Okay. Do you want to hear it? Of course, I want to hear it. Come on. So remember, June 2006, I started my diary entry with "Hello, mate." Yeah. This is October 2016 now, mm. and this is how I start my diary entry in October 2016. Yo, my G. Wow. Wow. You made choices. I was so excited about the fact I finally got a weekend off. For the last seven weeks, all I've done is travel for work. And finally, I got a weekend all to myself to do whatever I wanted to do. These plans of sleeping, eating copious amounts of junk and watching trash TV. Sounds like an amazing weekend, by the way. Was soon put on hold when a friend called me up asking if I could do him a favor. He had recently purchased the premium Ab Simulator 7 from eBay and had no way of picking it up as he needed to take his daughter to a birthday party. I agreed to pick up his Ab Simulator. Do you know what an Ab Simulator is? Yeah. Is it one of the, like, the TENS machine where it's like... Yeah, you strap it to your belly and it gives you, like, electric shocks every, like, 20 seconds or something. And by the end of it, you look... Exactly the same, because it doesn't really work. (laughs) Right. Um, I agreed to go pick up his ab simulator, begrudgingly, of course, got dressed and drove 45 kilometers to a town I had never heard of before. Google Maps took me to a street that was completely isolated from any other part of the town, and on this street was a cigarette vending machine, a swing with no seat, and a decrepit-looking house (laughs) with a huge number 15 on the bin. This was where the ab simulator needed to be picked up from. Is this Germany? Yeah. This is Germany. Sounds great. That's an advert right there. (laughs) I knocked and waited. No response. I knocked again and a light came on, even though it was the middle of the day and pretty sunny. (laughs) An old, withered-looking German man opened the door and asked me what I wanted. I explained that I was picking up an app simulator from... I can't keep a straight (laughs) face every time I say app simulator. I explained that I was picking up an app simulator for a friend and he gestured for me to come in. I did. As soon as I entered the house, I was hit by a stench of salt and vinegar peanuts and a nipple fried in pasta sauce. It was Mm. horrific. He told me to sit down and disappeared into the other room. Ten minutes later, he came back with a glass containing a bright yellow liquid. I asked him what it was, to which he replied, Eigelb. At the time, my German wasn't great, and so I downed down the liquid with much disgust. Do you want to know what Eigelb is? Yeah. Egg yolks. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, protein protein shot like no other. Woo! He is smiled. It in the egg white. Is it really? Yeah. That's oh, so when the heck did omelet. he give me oh, the egg yolk? Anyway. To fatten you up. Yeah. 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 That's. Mm. Okay. Well, that's creepy. Considering where this story is going, that's extremely creepy. He smiled and then proceeded to play an old piano in the corner of the room. 
I politely listened for a whole 25 minutes as he played a repertoire of Mozart, Bach, and the A-Team theme tune on repeat. I politely stood up and said I needed to leave and that I needed the app simulator. He smiled and went into the other room. Another 15 minutes went by and he came back wearing a 1986 Germany World Cup shirt, knee-high socks, and a bright green baseball cap. Nothing else. (laughs) At this point, I ran for the door, got in my car, and never looked back. As I was munching down on my Big Mac, trying to calm myself down from whatever had just happened, I got a text from my friend saying he had given me the wrong town name in the address he sent me. (laughs) I dropped my Big Mac, Fleetwood Mac blaring him from the radio, and wondered what the heck my life was. I love this. So there you go. October 2016. Here's a shot of some egg yolks. Here's me and my Germany kit with my green baseball cap. And it stunk so bad. Anyway. Do you want to hear now why the time that I met Taylor Swift? Or should we just get on with the show? No, we'll save that for next time. Okay, we'll save it for next time. Good stuff. Roll them bakes. Roll roll them rolls. Yeah, yeah. Ding dong. My heart for you is growing wide and strong. Yeah, yeah. Ding dong. Ding dong. <laughs> it's amazing. Such a tune. Please, can you make sure that that's included in the episode? <laughs> Do you know what? I have to ask it. Have you seen Have you seen the Eurovision movie, the one with Will Ferrell? <laughs> I have, yeah. To and to my surprise, yeah, it was oh. good. Um, <laughs> much like a lot of films where they release a trailer and um, they focus on the bit that they know will get the crowd talking, thinking, "Oh no, it's going to be awful." They made a complete mockery of it all, and yeah, it's it's entertaining, absolutely entertaining from start to finish. They got lots of really good um, sort of Eurovision references in there, <clears throat> um, massive Eurovision stars from the, from the past. The storyline's a good one as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good film. It's a good film. There are there may be some purist, diehard Eurovision fans that would find every little thing and literally crit, um, critique it to death. But um, for what it's worth... How many thumbs film. do you give it out of five? You need to watch it, Rochelle. Out of five... Four thumbs. A solid four. Okay. Four thumbs. That's, that's pretty good strong. Good film, it's a good film. Good. There are some bits that don't quite flow in the real life of things, but uh, otherwise, it's an entertaining watch. Do you want to hear something about our guest today? I'd love to hear something. Imagine if you said no, it'd be really awkward. Today, <laughs> we have a creative nerd, a telehead, an owner of a sweet tooth, a plant dad, a felinophile, I can't, I struggle with words, felinophile, felinophile? Felinophile. 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 That one sounds good. And a lover. A lover of cats. <laughs> <laughs> and a lover of European music contests. We've got Fernand Frimpong. Hello, friend. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, friend. Hi, friend. Hi. Hi, friend. Hi, friend. What is the correct... Um, pronunciation of a lover of cats. I believe I believe it's a felinophile. I may be wrong, but it's just I think it's taking feline and then ophile and then it's like lover of said thing. So in this case, it's cats. Um, yeah, cats are cool. 
Cats are great. Of all the ways I struggle to pronounce it, I think felinophile is my favourite one. But felinophile sounds <laughs> probably the most correct. So being a telly head, mm-hmm. um, how are you coping with the fact that there's very few new shows right now? A lot of the shows that we love are kind of like all done over Zoom now. Yeah. How are you feeling about all that? It's a really weird one, but it's um, it's almost kind of cool at the same time. It's like a weird case of, okay, this, this, these are the cards we've been dealt. How can we shake things up and keep things interesting? And um, I guess it's a bit of like a, a testament to the creative spirit in a sense. Um, what has been your favourite television moment over the past year? Oh, oh, oh! Um, I think it was at the Emmys. I forget what it was. It was. It was. It wasn't Oscars. I think it was the Emmys last year, where, <clears throat> where they had obviously it was done mm-hmm. as live pretty much, and all the actual nominees were at home, and they had um, the actual award givers in hazmat suits and outside of each per- person's home kind of thing. So, and they were actually announcing the winners as live pretty much so if you if you were unlucky to lose you'd actually see the person with the trophy in the hazmat suit walking away from no. the house as they took the trophy away with them which was brilliant <laughs> i guess in terms of making tv <laughs> you couldn't get any better than that because there's loads of precautions of let's film things ahead of time let's do this let's do that but in um in terms of actually keeping things super exciting right down to the wire that is brilliant so um i think that's definitely up there <laughs> Like it's hilarious. You've seen it's almost like something of a sci-fi movie, really, where you see these weird sort of figures just standing outside your door in these massive sort of like blown, blown up hazmat suits, and in their hand is <laughs> said trophy, and they're just there waiting for their cue. And if if they didn't win, then um, they sort of wave Gosh. and smile as they walk away. I love away. the fact that in my so, head. Uh, rather than them driving to their destination and then putting on their hazmat suit, they've been driving in them as well. So I'm just like, imagine pulling up to a traffic light, turning mm-hmm. to the side, and there's just someone in an absolute like, hazmat suit. I'm just like, uh, yep. I don't want to go in this direction anymore. Freaky. My favourite TV moment of last year was probably Nigella Lawson's <laughs> pronunciation of microwave. Microwave. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, mate. Absolutely you brilliant. know what? I'm, I'm 100% here for it. No one owns a microwave anymore. Well, we've come to the, um, the part of the show where we ask our guest to bring in something to uh, impress Rochelle and I. And this week, mm-hmm. we have asked you to bring in the tastiest thing that starts with F. What you got? What you got? What you got? Wow. Well, I wasn't, sadly, I wasn't able to actually get it from store. You've already uh, lost a point. But I have, <laughs> oh, but I will make it up to you. I will make it up to you because <laughs> the thing that I have brought, the tastiest thing that I can think of <clears throat> amongst many, that begin with letter F. To Jessica Day, new girl, it's an egg pie. To Schmidt of new girl, depending on how you cook it, he can be terribly offended. Free tartar. <laughs> It's one of my favourite things. I mean, I people pie. like pie, people like eggs, and a good combination of it gives you <clears throat> frittata. I guess this is probably going to determine what we score or how we score mm-hmm. the frittata. Tell me what you're putting inside of it. We're on the same wavelength. Ooh. Very, very important. Only freshness of, of ingredients. So um, I like mine with a bit of spinach in there. 
a bit of tomato. Um, at one point, um, I had, well, this was quite a few years back, I had a version which had um, chunks of ham in there, which wasn't too bad, which was quite nice. So, I'm feeling a little bit fancy, maybe a bit of that. Boom. Or Schmidt would say, it's parfait. I challenged one of our guests who brought in something. Um, I challenged them if they made an Instagram reel of them using this item that I would more than happily give them full marks. To the point mm. that I would actually steal any points from Rochelle that I left over and add them onto my score. Indeed and you so did. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do the exact same thing this week. Because you have brought us a picture of a frittata, not a frittata. However, mm -hmm. if you make one and then post a picture on your story or on your feed or whatever you want, or even just send us a picture of it to, to the both of us, I'm willing to give you full marks plus any marks that I left over from Rochelle's score. That sounds like a worthy challenge. I'm just pointing out this means that whatever score I give you it's made redundant because Adrian's going to steal whatever <laughs> I don't give you. So basically, exactly. I just don't exist in this section. Um, <laughs> my thoughts were, I was sad that you didn't mention cheese because I think Ooh, I'm like yeah. secretary of the cheese club. Very important. I love cheese as well. Well, clearly not enough to put it in your frittata. Um, Aren't you lactose also, intolerant, Rochelle? No, I'm just not supposed to eat wheat, but I eat it all the time anyway. Oh, wheat. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Wheat, wheat and dairy are different. Um, oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, you're the one that forgot. Um, my other point, and I was intrigued where Adrian was going with his questioning, was to see if you're going to put potatoes in it. Aha. Uh -huh. It's like a Spanish omelette frittatory situation. Mm-hmm. But you didn't. Which is fine. I shied away from the potatoes, yes. Like you went for more like a summary situation. I'm a fan. I think free tartar. I also appreciated the new girl clip. I'm going five. I'm not leaving Adrian with the spare points for him to steal. I'm using all of my points. Not that I'm taking anything back. Isn't what you described to us more <laughs> of like a quiche? No, because a quiche a would have tartar. a pastry bum. All oh, right, okay. Mm -hmm. So it's a pastry, a pastryless quiche. But really thick. How thick is thick? Thick, thick with two C's. Kind of thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five, four marks. Ten out of ten. <laughs> the Megan the Stallion of quiches. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. That's a ten, or potentially a five, if you don't post a picture of your homemade frittata. So you're saying that all of your points, all of your points are are based on yeah. the cooking of a frittata. Yes. Whilst whilst you're making this frittata, I just wanted to um, add something else onto that, and that is the fact that the world's ending in 24 hours. It is. You don't seem very shocked about that. Sounds like someone already told you. <laughs> <laughs> it's more it's more a sense of calm, as it were. Um, the odd odd pang of panic on the inside, but more calm. Just staring out at the horizon as the sun sets for the final time. How is the world ending? Almost like Independence Day, almost like this huge, um, um, what's the word? Not Independence Day, uh, those ap apocalyptic movies where it's just frenzy, but it's a weird balance of, while that's happening, 
Um, oh, in fact, it's almost like Bird Box, where um, these people are wa- walking to their death, and yet they seem serenely calm about it. It's weird. It's a weird balance, a weird juxtaposition of sheer chaos, um, absolute. Yeah, everything's going absolutely crazy, and yet um, you sort of know. Yeah, okay. This is this is it. This is I can I can deal with this. I'm intrigued. There's an there's an air of calm. But what is happening? Like, what's causing the crazy? I've watched a lot of uh, Marvel End um, Endgame. Well, I watched Endgame recently, but um, watched a lot of Marvel, and it'll be almost similar to the end of that, where um, tons of natural explosions for a start. So natural, um, what's the word? Well, yeah, explosions. So dormant volcanoes are going loose. There's tsunamis happening, but it's one of those weird ones where it's just there and it's slowly filling everything up. Um, Cracks in the atmosphere, uh, not atmosphere, in the Earth's crust. Um, people doing crazy, well, I guess, um, almost being taken over, undertaken by this, like, almost in this bird box where that's all te- key people are being take, taken by this weird sort of spell where they are calmly driving to their death. So there's various things that are spinning out of control. So it seems quite morbid. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> well, very dramatic. I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of yeah, crazy. Cr- <laughs> slightly morbid. Yeah. Yeah. It's like standard Thursday in London. London um, watching recently. Yeah. It's, I just it's the fact that if you're not overtaken by this uh, faceless entity that causes you mm. to uh, commit suicide, then you're probably going to drown in lava. <laughs> so. So either way, the world's taking you out, regardless, <laughs> yeah. wow. so to speak. Yeah. That's the savagest form of just natural disaster that I've heard. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've grouped together your biggest fans, your friends, um, and they're now ready to ask you some deep, burning questions that they have um, about you and about what you would do on your last, last day. And the first question that they want answered is what event or TV show would you like to host for just one day? This would almost go without thinking really um as i say sheepishly the eurovision song contest <laughs> only because of its scale of it all um and it's a real opportunity to just be um just a cool slick uh cool um calm and in control presenter um uh, essentially leading with the biggest entertainment show on the planet and um seeing those different versions over the years the different incarnations of different presenters doing it um yeah and with so the, the well i'd say limited limited and presenting experience i have um it'd be a good way to uh bow things out some years ago it would have been something i'd say i don't know uh along the lines of big brother or, or the x-factor something i guess big shiny floor entertainment based but i mean if we're going out go big your vision i love that i mean it, we, we i think all of us know that the united kingdom is probably never going to win the Eurovision Song Contest. And so what country would you choose to be the host that year? I would um, pull all the strings and somewhat, somehow ensure the UK does win <laughs> somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no there, corruption there at some all. some way of something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, as if to say there isn't corruption in the contest already. Oh, is there? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um that's a good question. Um, if it isn't, if by some way, some virtue, um, the UK does end up winning again, which would be great, it'll be um, a key win, then definitely that. Um, 
otherwise, it'll probably be Sweden. Only because, um, well, the, the next successful country there. But I've also been to Sweden a couple of times and just absolutely love the place. And it's one of the few other places in the world where I've, it's felt like home. So probably there. But nice. yeah, otherwise, come on, UK. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as we've just heard from your answers to who, what you'd present, you are an avid fan of the Eurovision Song Contest. Can you please describe to us in detail your Eurovision performance? As an eternal lover of the Eurovision, like, um, I would, um, uh, well, I usually always root for the alternative, the different, the one that's, the, that maybe the crowd pleases up, but, you know, a bit of a dark horse in the competition, mm-hmm. um, or the one that sort of borders on really slick and really impressive, but still has a touch of humility to it. Um, bright but um, really high in contrast. So um, I'm going to quite a bit of details here. Dressed in black, oozing cool as he's singing, you know, um, shoulder movements and everything like that as well. It's a lot of soul. It's just a real uh, get you up out of your seat type number. Um, Yeah. But then why not perhaps go something with a bit more, something with a bit more, I don't know, wow factor. Like, you got Australia from a couple of years, a couple of years back? Well, yeah, I guess a couple of years back. Also, again, the same year, 2019, where I had this gorgeous singer mounting on a bendy stick, just going back and forth. So why not go something as big as that and um, deliver breathtaking vocals whilst um, pole vaulting or doing some kind of tra- air trapeze type thing? Mm. Um, controlled, of course. Um, sort of flying through the audience. Would you not be tempted to go with a, a Bucks Fizz where every now and again someone's ripping a bit of clothes off you. And so you start with like a lot of layers and then... That would actually be that would actually be another development in terms of <laughs> the whole uh, sort of flying through the arena type stuff. Is this just turned into an That's aerial striptease? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a Swedish aerial striptease. <laughs> what ice cream flavour, um, savoury or sweet, um, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to already exist... But which one would you want to try? Apple pie flavoured. Or apple crumble flavoured. Um, I was in the States a couple of years ago and um, in one of the huge um, supermarkets. And so I think like a Tesco extra times five. Everyone loves Tesco. And it's like Tesco. a regular site out there. Tesco's the yeah. place to be. It's huge. So just massive, massive supermarket out there. And think an ice cream aisle as long as, I don't know, the width of a football pitch so stacks and stacks of ice cream there. and um go through all the various brands and the various types uh strange enough there wasn't like anything that resembled like a good sort of apple pie apple crumbly flavor type thing which was really strange that obviously got a strawberry shortcake all the chocolate combinations you could think of um all the i don't know various typical um flavors and then some surprise ones but then that one just yeah I'm, I'm not sure if it's because it's hard to replicate a good, effective flavour okay. in ice cream form, or it just hasn't been thought of yet, but yeah, probably that, which is a bit strange. When you go to an ice cream shop, do you get it on a cone or in a cup? By default, in a cup. Yes! Um, only because I feel there's a bit of more control over it as you're yes. walking on the street and you're just like, yeah. annoying away. But... I don't know, if I was on a holiday or if I was somewhere, I don't know, fancier, then yeah, I'd lean towards a cone. I don't know, I guess it depends on where you are, but by default, probably the cone. For me, it depends on how much I'm going to eat that day. If I know that this is not my only Mm. stop at an ice cream parlour that day, 
I definitely go cup because I don't want to waste calories or like waste time eating cone, especially when sometimes those cones are stale. So cup, cup, mm, cup. Yes, yeah. But if I'm just absolutely. having one, if it's like already in the evening, sometimes I'll go cone. Rochelle, I'm getting flashbacks right now. Rochelle came oh. to, to Germany one time to visit <laughs> and it must have been, honestly, the hottest day of the year. It was like 45 degrees. It was insane. And in one day... We had seven ice creams. Every, pretty much every time oh. we walked past an ice cream place, we were like, yeah. Because <laughs> it was that hot. I'm not mad at that. That makes sense. That makes total sense. I think that's how they think about the spacing. <laughs> we didn't eat anything. Wait. No, yeah, we did see eat something. That was <laughs> that was a schnitzelgate. Schnitzelgate. <laughs> Were they all the same ice creams or were they different ones? No, every Which time different, different flavours. Every time flavors. different flavours. Schnitzelgate. Schnitzelgate. <laughs> one of our dear, dear friends. And previous guests. Friend, <laughs> friend of the show. If you, yes, you, woke up in the morning and there was one thing that everyone had forgotten about that you could take credit for, what thing would that be? This wasn't too hard to think about, actually. I thought, what could it be? And... This is inspired by um, a great movie called Hot Tub Time Machine, and it would be... Pause, um... pause, pause. Did you just... Right, anyone who listens to this knows that I don't watch a lot of films. Did you just call Hot Tub Time Machine a great film? Non-ironically. Yes, Yes, I did call it a great movie. And you are ready to just move on. The hilarious thing... The hilarious thing is that this question is actually inspired by a movie... Uh The movie Yesterday, where the guy wakes up and he takes credit for all the Beatles' back (laughs) catalogue. But but you've just hit us with the great film, Hot Tub Time (laughs) Machine. Fantastic movie. Top rated. Absolutely a a must-see. Wait, are you giving Hot Tub Time Machine five thumbs out of five thumbs? Oh, no, it'll probably get like a three. But <laughs> it's still something that's iconic and, and memorable. Um, <laughs> it's got a great cast in there. It's definitely like an easy-to-watch movie, really funny. But um, the thing that I was inspired by in there, um, that would that's obviously my answer, is to take credit for inventing the search engine. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the, of the film, if you haven't seen it, that, uh, spoilers that is, but I mean, it doesn't really take away from the premise of the film, but one of the characters uh, doesn't go back to the future in said film and remains in the past. And he creates um, Lugal uh, before Google was actually even created. And we come back to him at the end of the film and he's like living lavish because he's invented, oh great, this, I invented this, this great new search engine. It's called Lugal, which of course has parallels with Google. So it'll probably be that because it's the one thing which we just use like a second nature these days. Like, oh, how to do X, Y, and Z? Oh, I'll Google it or da 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 da. So. I don't know if it'll come with an uh, equally exciting name like Frugal or Fugal. Fugal. Or I think of it, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> or Goofle or something like that. I'm not quite sure. But um, yeah, for, for that. Um, and obviously that then spawned a whole bunch of companies that we use like crazy today. So Love that. Yeah. Um, for the next question, I'm, I'm kind of afraid now. Because, <laughs> because you, you described... Hot Tub Time Machine is a masterpiece, and so... But only three thumbs. <laughs> Which makes me think that you actually enjoyed the Eurovision movie way more <laughs> than you let on. 
Because I got uh, four was, thumbs. It, it, <laughs> yeah, my 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 criteria is quite um, yeah. It takes a lot of things into account. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very interesting criteria, um, but yes, you know what I mean. Always rooting for the underdog. Good. But yes. Go so, ahead. on your last day, what is one film you firmly believe everyone should see before they go on? Hot Top Time Machine. No, <laughs> <laughs> way too easy. Um, no, one movie that's um, stuck in my mind ever since I watched it uh, many moons ago, which is a beautiful film. It's actually got beautiful in the name. It's um, Life is Beautiful, um, which is a comedy drama set. Um, the actual time period of the actual film itself was set in World War Two, and um, follows this um, uh, bookshop. Uh, keeper who basically uses his um, wild imaginations to shield the horrors of the war to his young son. So he finds um, really cool and novel and interesting ways to describe the atrocities of what's happening to his to his um, young to his child. And it's a beautifully heartwarming movie set right in the midst of um, the the horrors of the time. I like it. Yeah. I. Great answer. Great answer. Have you um, seen it? W- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I have. It's beautiful. Oscar-winning film, mate. Oh, really? Oscar-winning film. Yeah. I I ignore most yes, of yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah. film recommendations mentioned on the pod because I, it's just not what happens. But I actually really like the sound of it, so I think I'll <laughs> yeah. check it out. Adrian's now taking offence because you recommended a film and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll watch it. I've recommended he's so, so many, many films to you. But genuinely, great films. And the thing is, the films that I've recommended that you have watched, you already absolutely love. This is so true. I have no doubt that the ones that I recommend to you, you're going to love as well. But yeah, yeah but you also try to get me to watch The Office. I'm just not going to. Oh, but The Office is good. It's 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 great. It's it's. I mean, it's. I don't have to describe it. It literally is all the hype that people say it is. Even okay, even if you don't actually watch the series as it as you would do on Netflix or whatever. Even if you just were to watch the um, compilations of the various characters on YouTube, just to even get an, a gist of what's going on, that in itself, you pretty much watched it. But obviously, watching it is the whole thing. Um, Wait, does that mean you're going to watch it now? Because it's not been uh, recommended by me, so you're going to watch it now. <laughs> no. All right. If I if I have it and if I end up being recommended The Office, I have a number in my head. I'm not going to say it out loud. If it gets to that number, then I'll watch it. Is it a high number? I'm not. I'm not saying. That's an odd way to go into your next question, but alas, here we are. <laughs> um, what is one thing you've never felt before that you would like to feel on your last day? I don't know. This one, this this question really stumped me because I, I couldn't think of, or, or well, I couldn't think of a, um, uh, an accurate way to describe it. But probably pure, I don't know, pure euphoria in a way where it's like. Imagine that, okay, think of that, that, that moment when you've heard an incredible song for the first time and it's just, it just, I don't know how you can sort of translate that into some um, word or something like that. And whenever you try to listen to said song again, you always get a little glimpse of, or sorry, a little feeling of how it felt hearing this incredible piece of music, thinking, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And so you listen to it again and again and again. And as much as, 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 much as you are getting enjoyment out of it, it doesn't quite match the first time mm-hmm. in, this, in a way. I don't know. I guess that's one way of doing it. But um, yeah, and I guess that, I guess it's also replicated when it's been years and years and you come across that song again and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So um, probably that. Um, and I say that probably because it's not an 
easily attainable thing to um, always have and feel. Or if you do, it's again, it's fleeting, it's comes and goes. So I guess to feel that in its um, sort of uninterrupted um, to, um, terms where it's just undiluted sunshine, as it were, um, just before the world goes pop. Um, yeah, probably that. I love that. Then I was thinking that, or literally as in the material, if you want to feel, but I, I thought, no, it couldn't be as literal as that. Because what would that be like? Velvet? <laughs> that was literally the conversation me and Adrian had. And I was like, imagine we've asked this question. He turns around and just says, velvet. <laughs> so euphoria. I love that you're trying to experience like absolute euphoria in the middle mm. of like just people slowly going in. Going. Yeah, just walking off cliffs, committing suicide. And then the yeah. world just breaking in. You're just like, yay. <laughs> Life is great. This is amazing. That probably what that's probably what inspires or informs the whole looking calm whilst chaos is going around kind of things. Like, yeah, what a way to go, guys. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is how you attain your euphoria, but I saw. I don't know if you guys have ever watched uh, Taskmaster. Yeah. 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 Great program. Yeah. So one of the tasks once, um, one of the contestants asked the co-host to sit on a cake bare-bottomed yeah. <laughs> i've yeah. seen that one i've always wanted to try that genuinely <laughs> just to see how it feels just to see how it feels ah. and i'm not saying that that's how you gain or that's how you attain euphoria but it might be worth trying it because it's definitely something i've never felt before sitting on a cake <laughs> bare-bottomed <laughs> It's true, though. That makes sense, though. I guess it's like just a sense of a mix of, well, pure happiness, pure joy. That's what we've been looking forward to do. As well as obviously the weird sensation of cold, but then squidgy, but then it's cake. And everyone likes cake. So Watching (laughs) both of your faces as you've been discussing and thinking about sitting on a cake, a frosted cake, bare bottomed, is one of the most disturbing things I have done recently <laughs> and i don't really Man, want to have no. to sit here and do this again but at the same time adrian for your birthday i will send you a cake not to be eaten no right <laughs> tell us honestly that you would not try that given the chance that you would not try it oh. yeah i mean if it's like a <sighs> yeah like an, a once in a, well, essentially once in a lifetime thing, obviously, but... I mean, yeah. Well, that's that's the uh, <laughs> that's the uh, kind of problem that I'm having, that maybe it's not going to be a once in a lifetime. Maybe I'm going to enjoy it so much. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's kind of... so often, like you've had a stressful day at work, you've had a terrible yeah. week, oh, like okay, we I know what cheer me up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... The thing is, in my head, if it's a big cake, it's a waste of cake. If it's a cupcake, then I doubt you get in the full experience and I think my love mm-hmm. of cake and my like desire just to actually want to eat the cake means that I don't want to sit on it because I'm not going to eat it afterwards am I actually is a really good question then like no it's not a question no I'm sorry something? it's not a question of whether I'm going to eat it afterwards I don't know where you're going no 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 not that but no no as in like if you were to sit on a cake would you get a cake that you would actually otherwise eat 
So like a really good one, or would you just get a cake that's like, oh, it's not my favourite cake, it's, I don't know, it's a um, one that question. you wouldn't really like. And something else. Are there cakes out there that you would not eat? Oh, yeah. I can't relate. Like, I hate, like, dry cake, for example. Oh, yeah, but a dry cake, I can already tell you, it's not going to be fun to mm. sit on. No. You'd want, like, lots of cream, mm. lots of frosting, um, and you'd want it to be spongy. Yeah. Exactly. So my point is, would you not rather eat it? Like, I'd be mm. upset that I'm not getting to eat it. In my world, dry mm. sandy cake doesn't doesn't exist. There's going to be bits you sit on that are going to kind of like go to the side and or bits that will end up like on your thigh. I've that's, got a pretty big okay. bum. I think my bum's taking it all. <laughs> no, but that's fine. <laughs> like, it's fine if you... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a weird, logic thinking though. Nice. There's a bit, a bit, a bit of cake on the side. You can probably just have a bit of, but then, yeah. Unless you get two cakes, one to sit on and then one to eat after. But I could have eaten two cakes. Commiserate. Ah, that's true. <laughs> but will this, will this not go back to the whole um, thing earlier of deciding I'm going to eat anything else for that same same day and eating two cakes and okay, we're getting to a whole sort of complicated thing now. But yeah. But I think if you avoid, <laughs> if you avoid anything that's been touched by your. Um, chocolate cave i think <laughs> it's okay i think it's all right no oh dear. morally it's okay to eat the rest of it oh <coughs> i think that more than anything i'm now actually just concerned at the fact that there are cakes out there that the pair of you are like oh yeah i wouldn't eat it bar a dry cake and in my world those don't exist because mm-hmm. like learn how to bake you shouldn't be over baking cakes it's a crime um, <laughs> I mean, I think you're painting as like some weird fiends that are going shopping and we see a cake and we're like, Ooh, No, it's the fact cake. that I think it's more a case of I've realised that I would eat pretty much all cake and you're like, I'll just get a cake to sit on that you wouldn't eat. And I was like, they don't exist. Like, the limit does not exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, is there no cake at all that you wouldn't eat? Like dry dry cake, it's wrong, and I don't class it as cake. It's an, it's a mistake that was mm. made. Um, like mouldy mm. cake, <laughs> I, I wouldn't eat a mouldy cake. But chocolate cake, mm. yeah. Vanilla cake, yeah. Lemon cake, yeah. Like I'm struggling to think yep. of a cake that I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Yes, there is. Oh, I've got one for you. I Go mean, on. it's not technically a cake. Well, there you've lost it. And right, if you say right. Jaffa cake, get out my face. No, no, no. I'd eat those too. <laughs> I saw a recipe once for um, mayo brownies. Mayo brownies? The thing is, yeah, because yeah, it's like it's just a good just egg, element it? of fat. Yeah. And egg I like and brownies. Uh-huh. I like mayonnaise. Yep. Wait, what makes a mayo brownie? Mayonnaise. What? <laughs> 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 I'm not because that's exactly something that I would say. That. How is so 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 made? It, like like that. They substitute it probably for the eggs and maybe and some of the butter. Yeah. yeah. Right, 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 right. Of course. Fair enough. Because it is just oh. like oil and eggs, probably. Do you know what? This has been an absolutely incredible time for all parties involved. Um, I'm gonna have and... cake in a bit. <laughs> yeah, me too. Not through my mm. mouth though. Um, <laughs> um, before we let you go and enjoy the rest of your um, cake catastrophic day, we're going to ask you some quick fire questions just Sweet. to make sure 
let Rochelle and I feel, you know, comfortable letting you go. And if we don't, then we'll we'll give you a couple more pep talks or or whatever. Um, <laughs> so first of all, we've already spoken about search engines, which is great. So, would you rather be unable to use search engines ever again, or unable to use social media ever again? I would have gone for the latter. Um, do you know what? Maybe the first one because. In a weird way, wait, hold on, this has actually got me thinking. So with, cer- with certain social media things, right, so like Facebook and the like, and yeah, Twitter, whatever, they have search engines with them. So if I was to go with the latter, would I not be able to use a search engine on those websites? No, no, we're, we're talking about specific searches, so Google, right. Yahoo, this, do people still use Yahoo? Yeah, you can still use, no. Um, same Ask way that Jeeves is retired. Lycos. Oh, do you remember Lycos? That was no. Lycos, gosh. Alter Vista. Oh, no, we're going way back in time. Um, okay, simplify things. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, probably latter. Probably not use social media. You could probably still live life okay. without it. Yeah. Look at you convincing yeah. yourself. Would you rather be a yeah. famous celebrity or married to a famous celebrity and you are an unknown? The latter then you can just have a peaceful life without um, the really bad side of being a celebrity. Would you rather people could hear your thoughts or have everything you do live streamed on Instagram? The latter. Yeah, because if you know how to do it well, well enough, then yeah. I guess that's probably like the success of social media stuff these days anyway. Like the most simplest things are made super glamorous and super like oh wow and either impressive or unattainable or whatever so um yeah okay yeah if you could have a talent that could make you famous what would you rather singing acting dancing being an artist or influencer um acting or an artist um and by artists, I'm, I'm assuming the sort of your traditional way, so like paintings, mm-hmm. exhibitions, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, acting or that. Because um, acting, uh, being able to sort of tell various stories in different ways and just be really good at it and sort of tell these stories, that's a really cool thing to do. Um, but, and I guess the same in the same vein with um, being an artist where you can um, paint and create these beautiful things or thought-provoking things and... Um, be, um, yeah, big and famous in a different way, I suppose, to that. Plus, I can't really sing, or at least I try to. I can, those that can't sing can, wait, what's that, what's that saying? Those that can't do teach. Yeah. Well, I can't teach, but, um, I can, <laughs> I can, I'm pretty good at, <laughs> in terms of, like, hearing notes and sort of, um, pitches and stuff like that, um, I'm pretty good at picking things up, so... If someone's like singing flat, I can pick it up quite easily. Oh, I love um, that. Probably from playing um, an instrument back in uh, primary school, so it probably came from that. So, um, yeah. Perfect. Nice way to take them around the houses. But yeah, <laughs> at, um, acting or an artist. Okay. On your last day, would you rather have flawless skin or designer clothes? Flawless skin. Yeah. Flawless skin, yeah. Okay. Because for some, it's a, it's a bit hard to get, I guess. If you had to go on a reality show, would it be Love Island or Big Brother? Oh, um, 
Love Island. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather be stranded on a desert island with your ex or with your boss? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, uh, probably, probably my ex, I guess. Um, my boss is a crazy one at the best of times, but impressive all the same. But um, yeah, probably the former. Okay. <laughs> okay. Would you rather be a top Premier League player? Or a world famous scientist who saves the world. The latter, world famous uh, scientist save the world. Would you rather have horror films play on loop every time you shut your eyes, or have the Macarena stuck in your head whenever you're awake? Eh, Macarena. <laughs> and the funny thing is, this was stuck in my head like I think two, two or three days ago. Like, <laughs> up, and then the actual visuals of the video, just dripping with the 1990s, was like just in my head. Um, <laughs> Which is always a fun sight. Love the nineties, absolutely love it. Um, hmm, probably for variety, the former actually, because I feel a certain song that just plays non-stop would drive me absolutely insane. Um, whereas obviously horror movies, as, as scary as they be, I guess there's a bit more variety to it. So you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, so probably the former. Okay. <laughs> Weird way of thinking it. Yeah. Okay. And now you have to give up one thing. Would it be hand soap? Or loo roll? Probably give up loo roll because at the very least, uh, if, for example, you have a toilet in a bathroom, you can almost do what um, a lot of places have, if they have it, either use a bidet. Um, or if you're in a hot country like in Dubai or various places, or like Spain, you've got that little uh, squirty thing. So at least that would have, that would probably open an opportunity for that. So yeah, that. Are you sure? <laughs> you seem you so look torn. So upset. <laughs> I feel like this is the question that has taken its biggest toll on you. You genuinely look so upset. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about sitting on cake, and this is the one that's got you stumped. The irony, right? <laughs> Around the circle. Um, it's because sitting on a cake is not yeah. even a question. That's why. It's a lifestyle. This has been an absolute pleasure. I have laughed so hard and also been so disgusted at some of the things that you have been discussing. Um, <laughs> I guess at this point, is, it's been great. It's been a joy. Is there anything at this point that you want to plug? Uh, yes, indeedy. Um, now that I can. Um, well, obviously, the earlier one, but um, it would be Fanon's live show show. Hot Tub Time Machine. Great movie. Three stars. <laughs> um, Fernand's live show show which is on YouTube um, obviously the most inspiring name of the world but literally if you type in Fernand's live show show you'll see it there uh, where I take a creative look at the behind the scenes of live TV um, there's a number of episodes there so check them out and there's more to come and uh, yeah do that um, follow the Instagram which is fliss.gram because Fernand's live show show is an awfully long name to have as a handle so it's just been shortened to fliss f-l-i-s-s uh, dot gram. Thank you so much, and we hope you enjoy your cake afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I know I will. <laughs> I'm actually going to hunt some cake. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have some ice cream cake available as well. So, oh, right, no. next well, level. Okay, I'm probably I'm probably over describing it. It's literally just um, Ben and Jerry's birthday cake, and actually has chunks of cake in there. Yeah. So best of both worlds. We have discussed this. Yeah. Would you sit on that, Rochelle? <laughs> Would I sit on a pint of ice cream? <laughs> No, because there's definitely, no, it, right, there is definitely a lot of ice cream that I would not eat. 
I don't I don't like sitting on cold chairs. Never mind a pint of ice cream. Custard? Oh. I'm gonna get to the bottom of what you would sit on. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> yeah, pardon the pun. <laughs> Please don't forget to subscribe, give us a lovely review and a five-star rating. If you would like to get in touch with us, email us at lastdaypod.gmail.com or follow us on the socials at lastdaypod. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you.